Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Thursday, February 25th. Today on this show, the Athletics' Adam Vingan explains why this weekend is so critical for the Nashville Predators. I've got some random SEC observations, and Josh Ward from WNML in Knoxville will handicap the Vols' quarterback battle going into spring. But we begin with a critical but strange game between the Vanderbilt Commodores and the Tennessee Vols on Wednesday evening. The 440 is brought to you by my wonderful friends, the Kingston Group. They are a custom home and remodeling firm here in Nashville and have been doing the work for over a decade. And look, frankly, you guys know how difficult it is to find really good people that you trust, people that buy into your vision as much as you do, people that care about your home as much as you do. And that's what the Kingston Group does. These are folks that care deeply about their work. They're going to give you high quality product because they've thought through everything on the front end. Their in-house design team is one of the few in Nashville, and it allows them to deliver their product on budget. That's why my family uses the Kingston Group, and it's why you should too. Check out the website, buildkg.com, folks. Just go check it out, buildkg.com. Well, the Vandy-Tennessee game wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and not because of anything that happened on the court Wednesday night. In a critical situation, the Vols won a relatively easy 70-58 game in Memorial Gymnasium. But just moments before tip-off, the Commodores announced that their two best players, Scottie Pippen Jr. and Dylan DeSue, along with Cleavon Brown, were not going to play in the game. The players were on the bench, and Coach Jerry Stackhouse alluded to some injuries in a vague way in Tuesday's press conference, but it was definitely an odd situation during warm-ups. The bottom line is the Vols desperately needed a win and got one, their eighth straight against their rival. Jaden Springer and Victor Bailey were extremely efficient, combining for 41 points. But this team still settled for jump shots way too often and played a sloppy game against a 2-11 team without their two best players. I am just not sure how much confidence you really can take away from Wednesday night's win, to be honest with you. The Vols will finish the regular season on Saturday on the road against Auburn, while Vanderbilt still has two games left with Ole Miss and LSU. Let's talk a little college football today. I've got a random observation in just a second about the SEC writ large, but let's start with Josh Ward from WNML in Knoxville to give us a quick synopsis of where the University of Tennessee quarterback situation sits as we head into spring practice. I think the discussion of Tennessee's quarterback position has to start with Hendon Hooker, the quarterback transfer from Virginia Tech, because he is easily the most experienced quarterback on Tennessee's roster, and he's been the most productive quarterback to this point. And the other guys have not had that much of a chance to prove what they can do, but there's also a reason for that. Hooker has shown that he can be a playmaker. He can absolutely make plays with his legs. He can move the football down the field with his arm. And now you have a coach that should be able to set him up to do that in Josh Heupel. So I think we have to start the conversation with Hendon Hooker, but I also think the quarterback competition will be real. Let's see what kind of development can be there for Harrison Bailey. I think Brian Maurer is intriguing in the conversation because Josh Heupel recruited him at UCF and is familiar with Maurer's ability. I just think the other guys are better. And then there's Caden Salter. He is a big-time talent. But all the analysts I talked to during the recruiting process said that it'll probably take some time. He's on campus, and that helps. That's why I think we go back to Hendon Hooker, the guy that's most experienced and has shown that he can make plays. And I think with the coaching that Tennessee has on the offensive side, I would just bet on them being able to get a lot out of him. Is that how it plays out over the next couple of years? I don't know. But I would make Hendon Hooker the favorite to win the job, and then let's see if one of the young, talented quarterbacks can beat him out. The four-man, or really two-man battle in Knoxville will be an ongoing story that we track for the better part of the next eight months. 
But the smart money, just like Josh just said, is always going to be on the most experienced player, which is Virginia Tech transfer Hendon Hooker in this case. Now, does he have the tools to chuck it around in Josh Heupel's offense? We will find out. There are certainly some other talented options on the roster that Josh Heupel is very familiar with. Special thanks to Josh Ward, again, from WNML, for hanging out with us today. So somebody asked me this week on a radio interview, what, what is the most interesting thing I am looking forward to in the SEC in 2021? And sort of inside the framework of who can beat Alabama, who will contend for the SEC championship, sort of bigger picture stuff. There's a lot of great stories across the board, but the only team that is truly interesting to me from an epic failure and or potential success standpoint is once again the Georgia Bulldogs. And it's because they have arguably of the contenders, Texas A&M, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and maybe LSU, of the contenders, the Georgia Bulldogs have the most stable and best quarterback situation with JT Daniels coming back. Kirby Smart and Georgia, from a talent perspective, is probably better than anybody in the league except for Alabama. They have been the closest to beating Alabama outside of Clemson and LSU in a national championship situation. So the drama and the soap opera of the Georgia Bulldogs, who will be picked probably to win the SEC East, you know, when somebody asks me, what are you looking forward to the most? I think the team with the most to win and the most to lose in 2021, and for me, that's intriguing, that's interesting, is the Georgia Bulldogs. They're the team with the dudes that could do it, that could beat Alabama. Will they? Who knows? We might be looking at another Mark Rick situation where Georgia Bulldogs fans have their hearts ripped out at the end of the year. But if you're asking me right now at the end of February, who's got a chance to be the most intriguing team against Alabama in the SEC? Sorry, folks. It's once again the Georgia Bulldogs. Make sure you check out the Fringe Element podcast with Aaron Dugan and myself, covering all things SEC every week, out on Thursdays. Our guest this week is Alex McDaniel, formerly of SB Nation and AL.com. She is just an amazing storyteller and has lived within the SEC for years. And if you're an SEC fan, I really think you're going to enjoy the conversation. So check that out. That's the Fringe Element podcast, everywhere pods are found. The Nashville Predators have won two straight games and will be back on the ice Thursday evening against Detroit in Detroit. And with a little momentum, this might be one of the most critical stretches of the entire season for the Nashville Predators. Let's bring in the Athletics' Adam Vingan and my co-host on the Gold Standard Podcast out every Wednesday to help explain just how important these next few games are for the Nashville Preds' playoff chances. They took care of business in those two games. Columbus is struggling. Detroit is not a good team. They play Detroit again. They play Columbus twice on the weekend. This is your. This is their chance. Exactly. This is their chance to get back in this race. If they can put together three more solid performances and win, and put together a five-game winning streak and get to eleven and ten, your mm. outlook is a bit different. Now, just to be clear, and what we were talking about in terms of the long versus short-term view. If just because they might go on a five-game winning streak doesn't mean that the Predators shouldn't still not consider making changes at the trade deadline. But you look at their schedule after that five-game stretch. Then they have Carolina, Florida, Florida, Dallas, Carolina, Carolina, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, Florida. That's perhaps murderer's row right now, considering how well all of those teams are playing, with the exception of Dallas, who has struggled. So this is, I agree with you. I think this is, this might, this next, these next three games might be the predator season. Like I know that seems extreme, but 
if they can pick up points in these next three games or wins rather in these next three games and, and start that hellacious stretch at 11 and 10, you know, they're not in a bad spot, all things considered. If you want to hear a very lengthy conversation about all things Nashville Predators, of course, Philip Forsberg's trade value, who are the untouchables, does the winning streak mean anything, a conversation with ownership, all that great stuff from Adam Vingan and myself, please check out the Gold Standard Podcast on the 440 Sports Network, everywhere podcasts are found. Outside of the Nashville Predators, what else is going on tonight on the Sports Tube? Make sure you're keeping an eye on the Belmont Bruins as well as the Memphis Grizzlies. The Bruins, of course, will be looking to keep all of their streaks going on the road against Eastern Kentucky, the third best team in the OVC at 7 p.m. Central Time. That, of course, in Richmond, Kentucky. All of the streaks are on the line. The record-setting OVC streak, the perfect record this year in conference, and, of course, their 21-game overall winning streak as well as they try to impress the committee for an at-large bid should they slip up in the OVC tournament. And the Memphis Grizzlies are at home against the Los Angeles Clippers, a very good basketball team who is favored by more than a touchdown to beat Memphis, who, of course, is sitting at 13 and 14 just outside of the playoffs in the Western Conference, just a few games left before the All-Star break in the NBA. John Morant averaging right now 19 points and 8 assists. Always keep an eye on the Memphis Grizzlies. The 440 is brought to you for free every morning by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm. We here on 440 Sports are all about critical thinking. And if you're going to build a house or undertake some massive remodel on your home, probably going to cost a whole lot of money, and it's going to take a lot of planning, which means you need critical thinking. It takes critical thinking to organize a budget. It takes critical thinking to align communication. It takes critical thinking to do all of these things so that your vision for your home is aligned with their trusted process and you get exactly what you paid for at the end of the day. This is why we recommend the Kingston Group. Check out their website. Let their work do the talking. I've said it before. You'll love what you see. It's interior porn, people. BuildKG.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media. Written and produced by Braden Gall. Music by William Tyler.